You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hi there, welcome to episode 33 of the 515 Podcast. Jason Priestmar here with John Wayne McMahon this Advent season. How are you doing, John? I am joyful. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Were you earlier? Have you just reclaimed it since uh, Sunday? Yeah, maybe just now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a, a very... Um, memorable sunday morning it service sure and, re- and rehearsal and prepping for the service it was insane sometimes technology does not cooperate yeah it was this is one of those days i work in it and this is one of those days i'm like i hate computers why do i why do i do this yeah you got more patience than i do yeah it was crazy but uh we we got through it um the 9 30 service 9 40 service was kind of eh, mm-hmm. but uh, 11 o'clock i think most people didn't even realize anything was going wrong so you know what? I just remember this. I, I meant to tell you before off air, but yeah, I have a correction to last week's podcast. I had what? I had I'm some stunned. faithful listeners tell me that I made a huge error. I announced I last think week. I know what this is. That my wife was only thirty weeks oh, no, pregnant. Different. Okay. I said she was. 30 There's no weeks. way. I didn't. She hits thirty nine weeks Friday. I was gonna say fifty weeks. Just looking. Yeah. But 30, wow, thirty nine weeks Friday. And so, uh, yeah, like I knew how pregnant she was last week. So I don't know how I said that. But right. I actually went back and listened to the podcast and I did say okay. 30. So it that was, was just podcast. a, it was a sound problem, I think. I think it cut out right on the. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'll take the heat for yeah, that. Yeah. That was definitely something I should have caught. In, yeah. in, in so the for the faithful listeners, I stand corrected. Uh, uh, Lauren, I love you. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, that goes to say. Yeah, it could happen any minute. So no. yeah, let me do the math and look at a calendar here. Yeah, will we have an episode of the Five Fifteen Podcast next week? There's po- it's possible. Like it's possible the due date we will. is the end of next week. Okay. So I mean, if she, if we're just, I mean, I'm not gonna stop at doing everything. She's gonna be off work uh, yeah. by then. Okay. By like the end of this weekend. So that's a good thing. And that's that was my big concern. Okay. So now we're just kind of waiting, but it could happen tonight or it could happen That's right. two weeks from That's now. How it like goes. We have no idea. So. All right. And okay. if, again, if I have to bring this set up to your the hospital yeah, or yeah. Your, your house, just let me know. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> so well, well, we talked huh? about maybe doing a live sermon from the hospital room. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I could bring the camera and we can actually do a video. We could do the Mevo thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. I'm excited now. Yeah. You've, yeah. you've now promised it. I'm excited. I may need to live on your couch if we do that. Okay, later. that's okay. fair. So let's get let's get caught up with the Advent, uh, excuse should. me, the sermon series. Um, we're now in week three. Mm-hmm. Tell us where uh, where where we've come, and, and let's let's see how this goes. Yeah, reclaiming joy. So if you've been with us, I won't go through everything with uh, the whole series, but this yeah. week we looked at reclaiming joy. We've been in the book of Isaiah for the last few weeks, and so that's been really interesting for us to look at the prophetic um, Messiah longings and declarations of the one that's to come remember this book's written between 500 and 750 years before jesus Mm -hmm. different parts of it are really old and other parts are still pretty old and so um it's incredible how it looks forward to jesus coming and it, it it says these promises and these declarations and and really um all of these incredible things that, that come to, to be true. And actually, we're still kind of learning how some of those promises are coming to be true. Yeah, right. And so that's really important. Mm-hmm. This past week, we looked at Isaiah 61, which is a huge chapter. I mean, it's really a big chapter for many different reasons. Um, but for the first is the, the beginning of it says the 
the servant that um, the prophet Isaiah is talking about, the servant who's going to come and, and be the servant that Israel couldn't be, so is going to restore the brokenness in the world, is going to bring hope, joy, peace, and love in the world, is going to um, release the prisoner and set the captive free, all of that stuff. Uh, the servant now says in Isaiah chapter 61, the spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor, to uh, release of the captive, set the prisoner free, um, return sight to the blind, heal the brokenhearted, all of those things. Mm -hmm. And those words should sound familiar because then the very first words that Jesus in Luke's gospel uh, that, that he says to begin his ministry really um, in Luke chapter 4, he walks into a synagogue when when worship's going on, when he's going on the Sabbath with all the other Jews in town. Mm -hmm. And when it comes time for someone to read the Old Testament, he opens up Isaiah chapter 61 and he reads that. And then he closes it and he looks out. I can just see all of the eyes on him quiet. And he says, now in your hearing, this is true today. Basically saying, yo, I'm God. Yeah, I'm and gosh. I've come <laughs> into the story and I'm the servant that's going to restore all things. And so... Um, just a really neat scene there. But but Isaiah 61 is really important, um, and it covers all those things. We looked at it through the view of joy because it, it guarantees this abundant joy for the in the inheritance of the sons and daughters of God um, because of this servant coming into the world. And that's really a, a, a big reminder for us in Advent uh, for us to look at that. And, and joy is a tough one. So I wrestled with this. I tried to tease this out in the sermon. Yeah. And, and again, this is what 515 is for, uh, for us to kind of tease that out a little bit more and think about um, the topic and, and what does this mean for us during the week and, and how does this change things for us. And, and so for this week, it's what is joy? Because a lot of times we can, we can take all the power out of it and we just kind of slap it around, you know, like we've lost all of these words. Mm -hmm. We've lost love. That's like I truth. love yeah. pizza. I really uh -huh. love pizza. But is love, uh, the way I love pizza, the same way that God loves the world, well, I sure hope not, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't do anything for pizza, you know. And so uh, really kindergarten example, I could do the children's sermon for love if I wanted to. Sure. But yeah, anyways, right. but you get it. Joy is the same way. We've kind of lost the the weight and the power behind joy. And so we need to, we need to reclaim. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we need to understand what it is and, and try to wrestle with that. And so that's what we try to do. That help, yeah. That helps me a lot. Cause yeah. I was really re listening uh, to the sermon before you got over here. And, and, um, I was, I was also struggling with that and, and I'd heard it twice again, Sunday was kind of messed up for me. So I didn't really hear it on Sunday. Yeah. Um, but hearing it a third time, I was like, I, I'm still, yeah, that, I mean, that just really brought it home. Well, because joy, we equate joy to, to other things. Like, uh, we, we tend to make joy synonymous with happiness, mm -hmm. or we can even confuse things that bring us pleasure as that actually bringing us joy. Mm -hmm. And so I've tried really hard to make that point. That's something we, we really need to understand. Uh, I think to get to a biblical joy that will, um, that will give us uh, what we need in Advent. That will fill us and be encouraging to us in a long-term way, and not something that's just temporary. Think about um, think about pleasure and happiness. I think that at least I'm kind of projecting here, so I don't want to get too far in you yeah. know the philosophy of these <laughs> words and sociology and all that stuff, yeah. uh, or psychology would be the right word there. But think about um, happiness and pleasure. I think that we can kind of construct those that they become more emotive, like they're they're things that we feel and that we can we can bring together circumstances in which those experiences 
are produced within us. Okay. Definitely for pleasure, mm-hmm. right? There are things that I can pursue for pleasure, whether it's appropriate or inappropriate right, or right. <laughs> acceptable or not acceptable, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I think happiness can kind of be the same way. And I want to I want to argue that joy is something that that supersedes those that that is above that. And and so I just encourage the listener and, and even for for us, Jason, like when have you had true joy? Because I think you know if you've had it, right? Like yeah. it's it's not like those other two temporary things that can be taken away. True joy, and I imagine that um, God willing, when when Luke Wesley arrives, like I, that's going to be a moment of true joy exactly, for yeah. me, and not just kind of a a temporary satisfaction, but something that that makes my whole heart sing and and just um, changes my life, right? Like yeah. the joy is just so much different. So if we're thinking about those moments of joy, I would argue that you wouldn't replace uh, a million little satisfactory moments of pleasure with those big moments of joy. Like yeah. you would want to sustain that joy and that joy would, you would, you would never trade the two, right? Like if you could live always feeling that joy that you have in those big moments, that's where you would want to be. And so I, I, I it's important for us to dif- differentiate between those two because some of us get to a place where we go, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. And we just think there's something wrong with us or there's something broken. And we kind of just, just give up on on life and things in general or we quit jobs and we overreact or whatever it is and and we mistake the fact that we can still have joy in places where we're not happy and joy is sustaining whereas happiness can be this temporary fleeting kind of emotion does that Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah i mean this is something that it's all kind of ideas are coming to my head i don't think i can vocalize any of them because i'm just not really good at (laughs) my job here but um pleasure can bring about temporary happiness right. or perceived happiness. Right, right. Um, but that's short-lived. Yes. And it's fleeting. Yes. But... Um, As a matter of fact, pleasure, I think you chase after more pleasure. It yeah. Is, it is something that... Yeah, you, it is It is by identity, I think, temporary. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just really do. I agree with that. Just, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have, again, any of the really smart people to back me up on <laughs> this, but it, it feels that way in experience, at least. Right? And, and, and so, yeah, so that happiness can be... I think is very short, short-lived, and can maybe fill the place of joy mm-hmm. uh, if you let it. Yes, um, but and maybe convince you that there's not something yeah, better. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then let's go a step further and say that um, moments of sadness mm-hmm. uh, and displeasure yeah. can make you forget that joy even exists. Yes, yeah. Uh, and maybe prevent you from reclaiming joy. Yes, if you let it. Yeah, that's huge. And uh, then I would go even further, and I would argue that we can't actually make joy. Yeah, I agree. And so, like, have you ever been asked the question, "What brings you joy?" And yeah, and the answer is always something that br- brings me pleasure or happiness. Yeah, it's, it's not. But think about even those mm, words. Like even in the words, it's indicative that you can't make your own joy. Yeah. That something has to bring you joy. It's bring you joy. My oh, argument cool. would be someone has to bring you joy. Yeah. And I think go. and I think that's from God. And mm-hmm. so, um, that's going to be where we. I think that's what makes this discussion worthwhile is, is understanding that joy comes from God. Yeah. And that joy and it, and this joy supersedes the temporary pleasures of. Um, kind of what life throws at us and things like that. And another thing that could bring you joy is um, 
taking part in like an activity that you really like, say creating music or going fishing. Um, yeah. But those two are also, I think, something that come from God. I mean, right. you don't just create music and go, oh, that was fun, I'm done here. You yeah. know, there's some sort of divine uh, spark that is cr- causing that yeah, or, to, to or creativity. You, could, you know, you, you've seen people that are really good at something, but there's no joy in what they're yeah, doing. Yeah. And so there's something missing from it. It's mm-hmm. not like they've been given the skill to be able to execute baseball or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, or to be able to paint. But there's still something missing from that that joy that will drive um, kind of, a, I guess, an eternal satisfaction would mm-hmm. be the way I would put it. Something that, that is bigger than just temporal yeah. satisfaction. And I, so I think that's really important. Cool. The, the last point I want to say before I move into some questions that we should consider mm-hmm. is that joy is, um, like I said, not from within. It's not something we, we make in our power alone. Although I think we position ourselves in places where joy can be brought to us, mm-hmm. can be given to us. But pleasure is something that we can go out and grab. And I think that's sometimes why we allow, we replace joy with pleasure yeah, because exactly. we can grab it and yeah. we can go after it and create that. And so that's really important. So for the listener, um, just a few questions. We're not going, uh, we're already pretty deep here in thought, but <laughs> we're not going to, we're, we're not going to um, add too much to this discussion. So I just want you to consider right now, where does joy come from in your life? Where, what are the sources of joy? Because if it's in relationships, like in, in those those godly relationships that are in our life, whether it's with family or our spouse or, or friends or whatever it is, I believe that's because that's that's God reminding us of who we are created to be, and that's to love and be in relationship with others. And mm-hmm. so um, think about those relationships. Where else does joy come from? Do you have joy in serving? Uh, I love to do that. Some of the most life-changing experiences I've ever had have been when I'm in a place of, of complete servitude, mm-hmm. um, uh, giving to other people and, and trusting, actually putting myself in really uncomfortable positions and allowing God to work through me. So in times that I've, I've left the country and entered in places where I don't speak the language or, or maybe it's just as simple as, as serving at the church. This past Saturday we had the Society St. Stephen's Toy uh, giveaway. And so um, at our church we saw probably hundreds of families come through and then they come into a room, and we had the opportunity to pray with them, but mm-hmm. it was through a translator. They're all Spanish-speaking, and so oh, cool. that was just a really neat opportunity. I also didn't know what I was doing. Like, you know, I felt <laughs> like, why why John Wayne called to be in this room and pray to these people? Yeah. But it was just a neat opportunity to, to express to someone that I don't particularly know, I love you, mm-hmm. and God loves you, and I'm praying for you during this season. So... That brought me serious joy, you know. Yeah, I could have looked at it and gone, "This is my day off. I don't want to do this." You know? <laughs> yeah, but but there was I I just know that those opportunities are what gives me joy. So what gives the listener joy? What gives Jason joy? What gives the Priest Myers joy? That's kind of something that we need to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's really important. And then the other question, and we could actually ponder this out loud a little bit, is how do we lose our joy? That would be something that I wonder. Yeah. How does how do we how do we lose sight of that? We've we've mentioned maybe we should talk about the practical because we mentioned a little bit we replace it with pleasure, mm-hmm. right? Or we replace it with this temporal happiness kind of thing. Um, but I don't know. What do you think? How do we lose our joy? Mm. I put him on the spot. You listeners. really should have asked me that ahead of time. Let me thought about it. Um, at a very superficial level, sometimes when I'm playing like Xbox, okay, which is fun. What is it? But that's distractions, right? It's distraction. It's just mindless doing, and then, like, I'm not that great at it. 
Yeah. And so I start losing and yeah. or, or dying over and over like, oh, this sucks. I'm, <laughs> I'm not having any fun. I like the thing I really like doing is not giving me any satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that on a kind of a very scratch the surface level yeah. is a lot, lot like that. Yeah. Um, you can be doing something that is a hobby or your job or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're ultimately not getting something good out of it, you need to that's that's stealing the joy that yeah you either yeah. should you think should be there or really should be there yeah um when you're talking about uh service earlier i thought back to like um uh flipped or, or mm-hmm. um army mm-hmm. that in that moment when you're really full of joy because of what you're doing yeah. you can be so dis uncomfortable and really upset you're you're tired you're in a horrible hot circumstances yeah you're tired uh, i said tired um but at the same time in that circumstance you're still yeah. full of joy because of what you're doing so i i feel like i'm kind of trying to throw this so we back lose at it you. so we lose it by by not being in those kind of positions so like i would i would go any further is like for the listener mm-hmm. that's that's driving to work tomorrow morning and they hate their job they can't go anywhere Yes, but like, where do where do they find? How can they find or reclaim? Since it's part of our theme, mm-hmm. how can they reclaim joy in a work situation that's really not fair? It's it's awful. It's yeah. just something that's not not giving them happiness and definitely not giving them pleasure. Mm-hmm. So where 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 does that joy come from? I know I, I read a quote somewhere. Uh, it's probably really superficial, and it could be on a sign hanging in my kitchen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't like something, change it. Mm-hmm. If you can't change it, change the way it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And and I I think of that now and again. I'm like, you know, yeah. I, I'm thinking about a job. Uh, I've been in that circumstance where um, I'm stuck here for you know the time being and the foresee- foreseeable future. But it, I think a lot of times when you get in those ruts and you get in those positions, there no more. There no longer is a foreseeable future. There's only the, the here and now. So you really need to kind of take a step back, maybe take a leap of faith. Um, anything to get yourself back on that track to yeah. to where you're experiencing joy in what you're doing, yeah. Or your circumstance, and that circumstance could be anything. It could be a uh, 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 a dark season that you're living in for some reason. Um, it doesn't. It's not just a job or a, yeah. You know. Here's here's kind of a closing thought. I think or the closing challenge for me. I wonder if, and I've kind of. Some of my friends hate me because in discussion I kind of like have an answer and I just kind of like yeah. let it sit in the back of my head. Yeah. Here's where I wanted us to, want us to end is that I actually think that joy is more about identity than it is about um, emotion or something happening to us. And here's what I mean. I think that joy is more about belonging to God than it is about what's going on around us. Because if I belong to God... If I know the heart of God, if I'm close to the heart of God, if I know that I am a child of God, then joy is something that comes to me in circumstances that are less favorable. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So walking into work that you hate or it's not fair, it's not bringing you pleasure, and it's not bringing you happiness, mm-hmm. you can know I'm a child of God, that I've been called into this place, and that I can find some purpose and mission and some of those things even in these circumstances. Yeah. And so I think that that's I think that that's huge. What if what if joy is more of an identity thing rather than an emotion or 
Or maybe maybe joy is an assurance of identity. Because as I start to forget who I am, I start to replace joy with pleasure and happiness. But if, but if I do remember that John Wayne, no, 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 you, you belong to God. Yeah. And that you are becoming like Christ uh, as you submit to him and be a part of him. Then I think that joy is now this kind of new lens through which I can see the world. And it's not something I create, but it's something that God gives me and brings me. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we do that? That's the next question. How do we how do we put ourselves in a place where we're belonging to God? Well, um, the two halves of the gospel, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, right? That w- when we were yet sinners, Jesus came and died for us. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's one part. The second part, First uh, John three sixteen, interesting enough, says that. Uh, for this is how we know that what love is Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters and so the second half is that we become like Christ by laying down our lives for others Mm -hmm. and so I think that there's joy in relationship there's joy in serving others there's joy in love uh, there's joy in this this sacrifice that that we're talking about and so even when things are tough around us I think joy can be more of a a identity or an assurance of identity that we belong to God and he belongs to us and nothing can change that. Yeah. Is that so joy can that kind of joy can can stand the test of storms and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? That but you can't let something prevent you from really experiencing that. And I think that's a yeah. lot of, that's something people struggle with. Yeah. And I don't have the answer on how to do that, but I think when you're at your darkest and your your lowest um, you, you maybe you need to let go, and yeah. But, and, and but let, what's the lie you're believing when you're at the darkest or lowest? That you're not good enough. Mm-hmm, exactly. That you're not loved. Yeah. That you're alone. Mm-hmm. That you're never gonna make it. That your family's not gonna survive. That what whatever those things are, those are those are all those are all lies that are outside the realm of my identity being with God. Right. Those those don't exist there. Now I know things can be really desperate. And I know that we can face some really, really hard times. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change the fact that for those that are in Christ Jesus, we have been brought into the family. His inheritance is ours. We have eternal life to look forward to. This is what Advent's about, that no matter what I face in this life, I can look forward. That's why Paul in a jail cell in Philippians can say, rejoice. Yeah. Like, because I am, I'm in the worst situation it could possibly be, but I'm not seeing it that way because mm-hmm. I know my identity. I mean, even before he gets to that part, in the first chapter, he says, listen, I'm really torn about something. I know that if I were to leave here, if I were to die, be away from the body, that would be good because I'll be with Christ forever. Yeah. Uh, but I also know that for me to stay here is good for you, Philippians, uh, because God still has purpose and meaning for me. And so what a freedom that that is, is to know that I would actually, I welcome being with yeah. Christ forever. But at the same time, I know that as long as I'm here, I have purpose and mission Mm -hmm. and so then later on he can go yes i'm in a jail cell therefore i'm telling you and i'm telling myself to continue to rejoice Mm -hmm. because there's purpose there's meaning there's opportunity there's relational love that can happen here and so that's that's the whole push from paul and that's the push that i have for all of us is um during this season as christ is entering into our story again do you know the joy of the lord because i think the joy is bigger than happiness and pleasure and I think joy is more rooted in identity and knowing that we are loved and that God has brought us into his family more than it is anything else. And I think that that kind of starts to supersede a lot of the things we face. That's really good. Yeah? I think we could 
literally talk about this like indefinitely and yeah. just, just keep going and go on. But yeah, I mean that that's a good. We should have live questions. We should. People we calling in. If we we have we go we can broadcast this live. On I know. Facebook. I feel like we could take a caller right now. All right, so that's all I got. But let me um, say a little bit about Christmas Eve. Please. So it's coming up. I really hope to see you all. But I'm also going to be okay if I'm not there because that means I have a baby. That's right. Um, (laughs) But uh, right as of right now, we're planning planning on being there. Today is. Let me look at the calendar. Today's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, we're good right now. Lauren's working today. Like everything's been okay. So yeah, that's that's not how babies work, but whatever. Yeah, I know. But anyways, it'll be fine. So. Yes. So this this Sunday, <laughs> Christmas Eve, uh, I, I encourage you to check out the, the times online. I'm not going to try and ring them all off again. Uh, but go on King, kingwoodumc.org. There's a banner on the front page, or you can search for Christmas Eve, and, and you'll find the times. Um, but we have 5 and 7 o'clock Vine, okay. uh, some great music uh, specials. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit, there's a real surprise in, in, the, uh, in worship that I haven't told anybody about. And I'm not gonna tell you now. What? Come on. Yeah, I can't. I'm giving him this look, expecting look. Yeah, like, Come no, on, man. I can't just... tell you now, but we've never done anything like this, and so I want you to be there for it. Um, and so I'm really excited. We're also gonna have hot chocolate and cookies before. I so come, about this. come a little bit early. So this is not the surprise. There's that's not the surprise. surprise. I wouldn't tease you with that. That like that's not. If you had, if we thought. This if through, I made that such a big deal and you show up, you go seriously. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's bigger than that. Bigger than that. At, at least what in my you head. should have done Sunday is tease that you will reveal what the surprise is on the five fifteen podcast. And then bam, we get like listeners and oh, more importantly we want to get people to write feedback. Okay, Tell let me just say it. This is huh? this is good. I for the listeners you get a bonus. All right. Sweet. And you've yes. listened to the very end of it. Yes. So we're gonna have someone come and give a spoken word like poetry oh like if you've never seen anyone do spoken word it's it's just a lot it's awesome and so this this poem it's going to be part of the worship Mm -hmm. set um and it's actually someone we know but i'm not going to tell you that all right um so um really excited about that the the, i've already seen what he'll be sharing Uh with us and it's going to be really neat it's going to it's going to be a cool addition to what we do in worship and so uh, I'm excited. That's one of the cool things about the the Christmas, especially Christmas Eve yeah. services, and like, contemporary, all, and man. Contemporary. All bets are off. It's always again. something different, something yeah. out the outside of the box. And yeah, I love it. So five and seven, bring the uh, bring the kiddos. Come a little early if you want some hot chocolate and cookies. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably some of our our church members, mm-hmm. and so just be there and be ready to meet and greet. Like, bring somebody with you. Bring somebody with you. Bring somebody, uh, a neighbor, a coworker. Um, but also, if you come in there, um, just be ready to to be hospitable. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a lot of folks that that this is they're just coming because that's what we do, right. and and I'm I'm just praying uh, for some for a great experience because um, I actually think that their experience in in the chairs and meeting people around them could have way bigger of an impact than yeah. anything John Wayne says. Uh, in a sermon, um, I think God will encounter them through through the Word and all of that. But I also think it's critical for for us to to be welcoming because we we do want to be welcoming and, and reach out to folks. So uh, come early, be ready to greet and shake some hands and and um, all of that. I'm excited. It's going to be a great time. If y'all have any questions, reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, share the podcast. Uh, feedback is always welcome. Podcast at kingwoodumc.org. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I'm excited. I, I will be there. And, may, hey, for huh? any of you that are not going to be there, Merry Christmas. But from the bottom yeah. of our hearts, from Jason and John Wayne <laughs> and the 515 Podcast and our whole crew that helps this 
whole thing become possible, which is just Jason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love you guys. We're praying for y'all and hope you have a good week. Definitely. And right. I, I'm still over here grinning because I'm like, I don't know if we're going to be here next week because I think, I think this baby's coming. No, we're just going to plan on it. I, we're planning Listen, on it. Listen, here's what I figured out. Coming. I don't want the baby to be late. I want... Uh-huh. Uh, should I even say this? No, I would like. I would like. I would like for mom to be healthy, baby to be healthy. Oh, of course. Tax break, yeah. and we've met our deductible. And so on time is a beautiful thing. You're definitely going to be in this year's taxes. Year. And so here's what I'm. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, if I start good. planning for the baby to come on time, he yeah. will not. So if I don't, if I just go on about oh, life, okay. this is how my brain thinks. If I just go on about my yeah. life with secretly planning, yeah. then he'll come in the window if you are and i've been giving him pep talks oh that's good yeah yeah that, those that's helpful scientifically if, proven if you are a mother of a child mm-hmm. and you've been through childbirth yeah please email john wayne no. podcasts no. at king would you no, don't, don't. and let him know how his <laughs> that i can't do this is. yeah that's awesome <laughs> that it's probably insensitive and awful no it's not i love I've... my wife so much and i'm so excited it'll be fine i hope she's listening. we've got to get off Love you guys. Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye.